Good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the Sisters Chat Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Amanda. Hey, and I'm Michelle. And let's get into the conference call. So, we laugh. I just want y'all to know, I gotta say it, I gotta say it. We can never do our introduction correctly. We've done this a hundred times now. (laughs) We had issues. And every week, (laughs) we spend spend at least 10 minutes. Well, what happens is we start laughing. We start laughing and then it's over until somebody can like regain their composure. So yeah. I feel Amanda. like Michelle should take <laughs> I feel like Michelle, Michelle is our in-house editor. Yes. Um, yes. I feel like you should take all of the intros from episode one <laughs> to, to now and merge them all together of the one. Yeah. That would be so funny. That would be hilarious. Off each episode. So every week is like week one. <clears throat> it's so funny <laughs> but anyway how y'all doing oh, how y'all doing i'm doing pretty oh uh, you know it's been kind of doing rough. all right it's been a little bit of a rough week for me yeah a little bit of a roughing okay. yeah it's friday but a it long week friday. it is a friday <laughs> amanda you said it's been a rough week for you why uh pain wise so mm. i have um for your listeners I have a trigeminal neuralgia and it's a, um, a facial nerve pain condition. So I live in the DMV area and the weather's been fluctuating a lot. So the cold to warm to cold to warm has been triggering my pain. So it's been a little rough week. I'm so sorry. I, have pain, I can't really talk and my kids be trying to capitalize. <laughs> Right, taking advantage not, of them. Not my niece and nephew. They would never, they ever would never. do. Never, ever. They would never, oh, yeah. ever do anything like right that. Right now? You said cookies right now? You know you see me mouth no. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't know how to read lips. What are you talking about? I didn't about? understand what you were saying. Right, yes, like, and no. say, yeah? <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. No, look at me. Look at me. You hear what I... <laughs> He didn't hear no noise, so you know he thought it was yes. I like trying mm-hmm. to use hand motions to get their attention and stuff, and they use hand motions back, and I'm like, "You can talk. <laughs> Why are you hand motioning to me?" <laughs> <laughs> right. They're just they're just trying to communicate. They're trying to meet you where you but are. They don't do like regular hand. <laughs> he will take his hand and go into a cir- like his finger and do a circle. And stuff, and I'm like, what does that even mean? And he's like, you know, puts his hands up and looks at me, and then does like he wants you to answer. And I'm like, Bryce, just say what you're trying to say, brother. You can talk. That's funny. Well, I'm glad you're feeling good today. Glad we could do this a little bit better today. So we'll get through this. Well, it's cold where we are too. It is cold. It was 60 degrees one day, and then right day it was 20 degrees. Yes, yeah, not really right. sure how that happens, but it does. It. it does. I'm not here for it. I either want, I want it to feel one way. I need to mm-hmm. find wherever that is in the world, and I need to go there. No, last <laughs> week we were having. Last week we had an ice storm, and the weekend was 60 degrees. So right. I don't. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But yeah, but it has been a busy week. 
Thank God it's Friday. T-G-I-F. T-G-I-F. And what are we talking about today? Um, so um, we did, at this point, you would have listened to episode five and six. This is episode seven. And we talked about, in episode five, we talked about limiting beliefs. And we had a listener, which is very exciting because someone- I know. Asked, no, so she's not saying we had a single listener. <laughs> someone commented and said, someone gave us feedback about what they would like to hear from us. Yes, which is exciting. I feel like we made it because someone gave us feedback. Like, hey, yes, I really enjoyed the We're episode. Winning. Right. I really enjoyed that. We're officially a podcast now for real. Officially. Because we have um, one listener. Because <laughs> we have one listener. Um, Which is well, technically, we have three listeners because the three of us listen to the podcast. Yes, yes. So our um, mama listens. Thank you, mama. Mm-hmm. And this comment did not come from our mom. So it is still official. <laughs> <laughs> just want to put that out there this is not a family member this is exactly we did not ask to watch mm-hmm. it's a legit comment. we did not pay them for their feedback no yes we, did not. we didn't buy boost or listeners that's right <laughs> not that any of us would know how to buy listeners <laughs> i know i wouldn't know but i'm here for it <laughs> what did they say so they wanted to hear um like a deeper dive on the limiting beliefs from our personal experiences so um, that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to talk about our limited, the limited belief that we each want, each one of us is going to do one limited belief that, um, we have found in our own personal lives, maybe that we're currently navigating or we have navigated. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. <laughs> For me, one of my limiting beliefs was, um, that I belonged in the background. Um, and, and so as I was like, I think for me, I realized, so I was kind of thinking like, where did I get this like idea from or concept from? And yeah. I think when I was um, <clears throat> little, I was always, um, I feel like I was always a very cheery kid, um, like excited, wanted to be around people and those kind of things. But I also was very, um, I feel like I was also very kind of unpopular, uh, <laughs> an unpopular kid. Yeah. And, um, like even throughout like middle school and high school and, um, I was, I was more popular when I was in college, but, um, throughout that process of life of just kind of being like, you know, last picked that kind of thing. And then, um, we grew up in church and my parents like served a lot. Um, and I definitely kind of watched them get passed over for opportunities and things like that. Um. And then even as an adult, I served a lot and I still do serve a lot in my church, whatever church I go to. Um, and the, there was a church where, you know, I was on staff and I got passed over a lot for opportunities. You know, it was always somebody else and they would always, the comment was kind of like, well, you know, I think it's better if you do this. And it was always something kind of in the background. Um, and it, initially it kind of hurt my feelings, but so for me, I, as my way of dealing with that, um, you know, kind of approach to me being, me doing more or speaking more, I kind of like dealt with it. Well, like maybe you're just built to be in the background. And so then by adapting this idea that 
you know, like you're the person that's supposed to operate as an assistant. You're the person that's supposed to be support um, and taking on that role. It was at, at times it seemed like less painful to be passed. I don't have to be passed over opportunities if I just never go for them. Right. And yeah. so for me, I just kind of like, you know, that became my motto, like, oh, well, you know, it's better for me to just do things in the background. Like I'm good with that. I enjoy serving other people. It's better that way. Um, mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> as I, so I was kind of, so I've kind of carried that probably more. And then when I became a mom, then you're not, you're automatically in the background because you're always taking care of your kids. <laughs> And so it's right. Added on to this thought process, and about two, I guess, two years ago, when the pandemic happened, um, was the first time where I think I realized that I even had this, you know, um, limited belief because, you know, I would always just kind of be like, I would always kind of be shocked when people would want me to do things. And I would just be like, ah, oh, no, you know, I'm good on it. You know, like I prefer to be in the background. Like I don't have to speak. I don't have to um, lead this or that. I don't have to, um, I don't need you to do anything for me. I'll do stuff for you. You know, like I, I found it hard to, for people, other people to serve me uh, or do things for me. Like it was easy for me to do other things for people, but it was harder for me to ask for help and those kind of things. And um, it was probably during like that very, like that the pandemic happened in like March and it was probably around that like November, December timeframe when I started to kind of, I started reading this, um, taking this course on life coaching and, um, and they went through this section around limited beliefs and it kind of took me on this journey and I was like, whoa, like I never even thought about limited beliefs and what they, you know, could do or how they could hinder you. And so I started like on this journey where I was trying to discover like what type of limited beliefs do I have? Um, what do I really believe about myself and what I'm capable of? And so that's probably around the time where I realized this particular, there are lots of things, but this particular one in general, I feel like was the one that made the most impact for me. So um, <clears throat> when I started to realize that that was the case, um, one of the things I did was, you know, I had a conversation with someone who is more like a mentor towards me. And I was telling her, I was like, I realized this about myself or whatever. And we just kind of talked about it back and forth. Um, and so my solution to that was if I get an opportunity, I'm just going to take it. So yeah. um, at my church during the pandemic, we were virtual and um, our pastor asked me, he was like, would you want to be a on uh, um it's not an online host a like um, an on-air type thing yeah yeah, yeah. so we were yeah doing, yeah pre-show it was called we were pre-show yeah so would you like to be a pre-show host and mm -hmm. uh, i think a year prior to that i probably would have said no i probably would have been like no it's okay but you know if you need me to come help set up stuff then i can, right. I can be there to help serve and right. i remember thinking to myself you know i really wanted to say no because i was just like you know I don't, I don't like getting on, you know, at that time I was just like, well, I don't like getting on camera and I don't like doing this and I don't like doing that. And I felt yeah. very nervous about it. Like, what are people going to think? Like, what am I going to wear? You know, like, I just, yeah. like, are those insecurities start like creeping in. Insecurities were surfacing, but I was like, yes, yes, I will do the pre-show hosting. And, you know, the first time it was really terrible. And 
laughed. <laughs> At least you can be honest with yourself. It always is, though, right? It is. It's yes. always. It is. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it. I didn't. I don't think I watched the first time. And I told my sisters, I'm like, I'm doing pre-show hosts. And they're like, oh, that's so exciting. And, you know, they all, like, logged on to watch and everything. But we get geeked. We love it because we, yeah. we see what's inside of you. So we know what you're yeah. capable of. So, you know, Which I think yeah. we get excited for the people around you to see what you're capable of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You to see for yourself. And that's the, you know, around the limited belief. And um, and so. So it started with pre-show. And I started doing the pre-shows and every time he would ask me, I, I made it my business to just, no matter what, you know, how, how I was feeling about my appearance or whether I thought I have the right words or how many times I had messed up prior to that. Or yeah. even with the trigeminal neuralgia, you know, sometimes I can't talk. I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm just going to say yes every single time. And now I've grown as a speaker, you know, as a communicator, I've definitely grown. I enjoy yeah. doing pre-show, you know, it's probably one of my favorite things to do. Um, and it just kind of opened that, that one, that one yes, kind of opened the door for me to kind of unlock that belief that I had about myself. Um, and then also, also there's, there's a um, affirmation that I've been saying all year, well, even starting last year, and it was like, it's my time to shine. Like, this is the opportunity for me to be all that I'm capable of being and to be able to show up in spaces where before I felt like I wanted to be invisible because I felt like I was invisible. Whether yeah. that's true or not, you know, I, don't know I didn't go around asking people, well, do you feel like I'm invisible when I'm in this space? But uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't take a poll. I didn't take a poll, but I take so one many times right. over the last yeah. probably 10 years where I just felt really invisible in spaces where mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I could probably do that. But, you know, I don't because I belong in the background. So right. I would say that was that's probably one of the, the bigger um, limiting beliefs that I have navigated that I continue to navigate because, you know, it doesn't go away overnight. But reminding myself, like, this is my time to shine. Again, one of the reasons why we just went forward with the podcast. Um, yeah. And there are days when I'm like, ooh, I think I talk too much. Or, ooh, you know, like, does anybody even really want to hear what it is that I have to say? Right. Any of those things. And so then I remind myself as, as other opportunities come, like, it's my time to shine. It's my time to step into all that I'm capable of being and all that I'm capable of doing. And I'm not yeah. going to do it perfectly. And it's not going to be right all of the time, but this is where I belong. And it's not hiding behind someone else's dream. Um, Michelle and I were yeah. talking earlier and the statement came out that it's a lot easier to serve someone else's dream than it is to fuel your own. And so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that was, that was my limited belief that I, I have or had, and I'm working. Yeah. On. What's interesting is like when you were talking, I thought about that Shonda Rhimes book, the year it's like the year of yes or something. I don't know if y'all have read it yet, but if you have not read that book, it is an incredible book. It was like a year where she only, she said yes to every single opportunity mm-hmm. um, that came her way instead of like second guessing it or worrying about like, you know, are people going to like it? Like, what are people going to think about it? And if you don't know Shonda Rhimes, she's the one that Sean, we're all the shows. She's 
the shows that you love scandal what um was it? scandal <laughs> um how to get away with murder, murder yeah maybe? like yeah gray's anatomy yeah. like crazy yeah. storylines and stuff and so she was just saying that even she had to overcome that so it's called the year of yes and it's by shonda rhimes and it's a really great book That's cool. so yeah i just want to shout out to shonda rhimes Sean, shout out sponsor us. I'm just kidding. Sponsor. I know, right? Yeah. Really sponsor. Who's next? All right, I'll go next. Um, because I think mine is kind of it's very interesting that like all three of us are doing this podcast together because I think we all probably have some of the similar like limited beliefs in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, and I'm gonna jump into mine, but mine is that um, like the thought that I could actually like be an entrepreneur, pursue things. Um, and part of that was that, like, I, like I'm like i the word I'm going to use probably, I don't know, there's probably a better way to say it, but kind of like, I can't be an entrepreneur. I don't have that star factor. People don't want to hear what I have to say. Like people aren't, I'm not the person that people stop and listen to. I think that that's right. kind of been my mentality. And being the middle, but also kind of like the youngest, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I'm not really, I'm the middle child technically with the siblings but I'm the youngest girl. And so I feel like sometimes I got kind of like babied and like, you know, like I always knew that I didn't have to make a decision because either Sean or Amanda were going to make a decision. You know what I mean? Like I could always follow. So I never really had to be like an independent leader in that way. So that may have been where it started. But I think when I think about like where it was actually like maybe ingrained in my brain, I would say it was when I went off to college. Because growing up, we were really close as a family. We did everything as a family, like everything. And so mm-hmm. I think within our family, we all <clears throat> felt really cool. Like <laughs> we felt like we were very, like we were just outgoing. We were just like, okay, like we were awesome. Like we all thought we were awesome. My family thinks I'm awesome. So I'm awesome, you know, whatever. And then we were involved in church and church was where we live. Like, you know, I didn't try to participate in high school. I didn't try to make friends. I didn't try to like, I didn't want to be popular. Like, I had a family that thought I was awesome. And then I had my church friends who also, you know what I mean? People are nice at church. So everybody thinks you're awesome. So it was like, I was like a little bit in a, like a bubble, I guess. And then, so I, maybe that's kind of where all of that was like came from. But then where I think I really um, started thinking of it was when I got to Bible college or, um, and I was like starting to make friends and people around me seemed like cooler than me. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that sounds crazy, but you started meeting these people from like, Miami and New York and like all these other people and you're just like starting to compare yourself and you're like where do I add up like my clothes like are the same clothes I've always had like I don't really you know like you're not automatically cool in their eyes you know and what I did was I noticed that I'm really good at celebrating people like if somebody tells me what they want to do I'm like do it you should do I'm like a hype person like let's you know what I mean you got this you can do it whatever and I started she to is notice the ultimate hype man for sure. Yes. Yeah. And so I started to notice that, you know, people wanted me around because I could hype them up. You know what I mean? Like they felt good when I was around because I made them like I would hype them up. I believed in their dream, kind of like what Amanda was saying. And so I got really good at supporting other people and being a support system for other people. And I guess that's kind of led into when I realized that it was there. Um, I probably would say I didn't realize that, like, so. I just recently got into a relationship probably three years ago. And I, before that, had a job I really liked. I was pretty happy with my job. I was great friendships from college and people that I've just spent time with and built that friendship over time with. And 
then I got into a relationship and I was like, well, that's the last piece. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is like the last piece of life. You get in a relationship, you get married, you have kids, whatever, and you'll feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like, cause I thought I was already fulfilled in my job and all those other things. So I'm like, this is the missing piece. So I get in a relationship and it's great. It's awesome. And it's, it's still great. But then I realized that there's still something missing within me. And I started to really just dive into that and try to like self-reflect and figure out what was going on in my head, why I was feeling this way. And it kind of came to the point where I was like, okay, so I know I have dreams and goals that I personally have buried because I decided a long time ago that I didn't need those things to happen for me to feel fulfilled. Yeah. Um, I was good supporting people, being that good friend, um, working my job. I, I like to do what I do. I do what I do well and I want to stay in this lane or whatever. And so I think that's when I really realized that it was there. Um, and yeah, so I would say how I'm currently navigating it now is, I mean, this year, just trying to go after every passion that I have. I know I'm doing like 18 things right now, but <laughs> I feel like it's the first time that I've believed in myself and enough to actually pursue those things and not care if people are co-signing it, like, or people, everybody don't have to watch it. If one person watches it, that's great. But if not, that's great. Like I'm doing this for me now and not because it, not because people have to follow me. So I think sometimes you think, well, if people aren't following it, it must not be good. And that's not true. That's good. Um, right. If people aren't following it, it just <clears throat> means the right people haven't come along to follow it yet. It does not right. mean what you're doing is not valid. It does not mean what your dreams are don't count. You know what I mean? So I think I'm learning that and I'm not putting so much, so much weight on people approving what my dreams and my goals are. Like, mm -hmm. that's just not where I'm at anymore. And so I would say that's how I'm currently navigating it. And an affirmation that I would assign to it would probably be the one that I've been saying lately, which is everyone might not support me and that's okay. The ones that do are my tribe. The ones that don't are someone else's. So that's good. I like that. Like, yeah, so that's kind of where I am now. Um, the people that come along and enjoy the content I'm putting out or whatever it is I'm doing, those people are wanting to be here and that's great. And then if people don't like it, if they don't support it, that's okay too. There's somebody else's group. There's somebody else's tribe. Right. They're interested in something completely different than what I'm putting out and it doesn't in any way take down or devalue what I'm doing over here. So, right. yeah, so that's, that's where I am. Good. Yeah, this is like your year. of Yes, you have yes. so many projects that you're working on. Yeah. And I mean, they all kind of are grouped together. But yeah. you have a lot of projects that you're working on. And you are just, I mean, you're killing it. You're just diving into it. And you're just going. So I applaud you keep saying Thank yes. You. Girl. Thank get you. It, and get I, it. honestly, I think that it's interesting that the that I'm feeling like the way I'm feeling is I'm feeling fulfilled. Anyway, so that's mine. So Sean, take it away. <laughs> take it away. Well, it's funny that I'll just say this, all three of us, we didn't discuss what our limited, what we were going to talk about, like per se, what our mm -hmm. own little individual things were, but they are so similar and it's kind of crazy, you know, right. but yeah. not exactly the same, but kind of rooted in the same thing. So yeah. for me, my limited belief is just kind of, it's going to sound crazy, but pretty much what y'all said, I'm a, I've always been the supporter of others, the lifter up, the let me make you look great. And I'll put myself on the back burner to work on myself later or what I need to do. I can do that later. Let me help you do whatever pursue, whatever dream or goal you have going on right now. And I think it started, I'm an older, I'm the oldest child. So 
I think mine started a lot early on before I even realized it because any oldest siblings out there, you know, you're the one that you're the babysitter. You're the one that helps your parents. In a lot of cases, if you, if there's an age gap, I won't say second mom, but you're like runner up, you know, if mom's not there, you're the person who kind of fills that gap temporarily for whatever, you know? And so for me, I think it started early on, but I really didn't realize it because high school, college, I, I was still able to pursue the things that I wanted to pursue, but I still, you know, had my siblings that I was looking out for. And a lot of things that I wanted to do, I didn't always speak up about. I didn't always put myself first in making those decisions and not unknowingly that kind of became a bad habit. You know, you always put other people ahead of yourself and that can be a good thing, but you have to have like balance. And I think somewhere along the line, I lost the balance in that. And so when I got into my adult life, I didn't really know how to navigate or control for me, what was best for me, if that makes sense. And so um, I think I realized it when all of my siblings got older and were doing their own things. And then I was kind of like, oh, wait, what am I going to do now? Like, you know, they're doing this, they're over here doing this. And I'm just like, where is everybody? What's everybody got going on? Like, you know, what am I going to do now? So um, even when it comes to having a career and having jobs and things like that, I've always found myself being at jobs where I never took the leadership role necessarily, even though I have a lot of leadership skills, I just never took that role because I was helping. I was the helper. I'm going to build you up. And so that's, I think that's my thing, you know? So I am currently navigating through that. I have not figured out exactly how to get out of, to balance myself out completely but there's some things that I know that I have to work on to get there. So that's where I am right now. So my affirmation, I don't know. I am enough, I guess, is my affirmation. And I just have to remind myself that I'm worthy enough and I have to put myself first to figure out what my next steps are and what my goals are in life. But, and that it doesn't have to, it's not necessarily a bad thing when you, are the support system. That's not a bad thing, but at some point you have to figure out what you're going to do for yourself because life continues for everybody else. And I was talking to Michelle about something. It was just like a a thought that I had about a memory from a few years ago when I was with some friends and we all were together for new years. And I was like, dang, these same girls that I sat there with on new years have gone off to get married they've had kids they've done this they've done that and I was like what what am I doing like what what you know but it's like it's not necessarily for you to compare your life to other people's life it's just your time things will happen for you when it's supposed to happen and their calling and their gifts got them where they are same thing will happen in my situation and so it's not a bad thing to support other people but you do have to have a good balance. And so that's what I'm currently trying to navigate to just find my place to see what's best for me and to always continue to support and help my family. But, you know, what works best for me is what I'm currently trying to navigate through. So, yep, that's what I got. That's good. And I was thinking when you said, you said something about, um, oh, oh, so the support part, when I got in the current relationship that I'm in, 
I'm like, what do you need support with? Like, what, mm-hmm. what do you need? Like, he's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a good place. I'm happy. I'm good. I don't, you know, right. I don't need you to like, to do that for me. Like, it's great. And I appreciate it, but I don't need that. He was like, but what, what do you want? What is it that you're like, what are your goals? Right. Like what, you know, and like actually started like asking me those questions. And I do think that it's probably really the first time that anybody has been like, no, like, what is it that, you know, other than your family, and like right. you guys, but no, like, what is it that you want? Like, what are your, your you know, your things? So yeah, mm-hmm. he's just content with life is how it is. And I'm like, are you sure you don't need me to support something? Like, this is what I do. <laughs> But I need something. You don't to need me to get the ball rolling on something. <laughs> you sure? Sure. Me. Yeah. Anyway, you don't need me to put these pieces that. of the puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought about that. You know, as a because I'm a current parent. You know, I think about like how we do how parents do something, and then how kids interpret it is mm-hmm. different. And yeah. So it's interesting how you know how mom and dad served other people but mm-hmm. I bet the translation for that was never for us to not mm-hmm. take care of ourselves yeah mm-hmm. it's just like you serve other people and then they also served us and so it's like yeah how as you as a kid that translated for us as you know put others before yourself always <laughs> yeah no matter what, like, right. Yeah. The message. Yeah. Um, but you just never really know what your kids are translating from what mm-hmm. you're saying. Uh, what your, your kids are translating from what you're saying. So right. I think that's interesting too. Um, and how, you know, you grow up in the same house and that shows up in different ways right? yeah. um, for each of us. So, you know, Sean. Well, like... I- Taking go ahead, yeah. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, it was in like, okay, I feel like I belong in the background, and Michelle Mm -hmm. is a, you know, like a confidence thing, like you know, yeah, being a leader, yeah. I'm I'm not a leader, which ironically, I thought it was funny because when you said the leader part, because when you were in Bible college, you, um, were the vice president, yeah, (laughs) in a still us we were still doing roles and feeling inadequate in our roles that we were doing yeah right and what's funny is is that it was my idea for this girl me and her became like really great friends to do the whole run for the political office stuff like that whatever it was my idea to do it but I was pushed her into the president role because I thought that I would be better as a vice president because it was more support and not mm-hmm. leading the whole thing. So even still, even in that choice, um, and she was like, are you sure this was like your idea? And I was like, no, 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 you're way better at it than I am. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. even in that, in in the setting where I was going to be in leadership, I was still afraid to be the person making the main decision. Right. Like, Amanda, I was actually going to say what you just said. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, that is. And even for me, like every job I've had that I can think of, it's been some form of like management or something like that. But again, it's not, it hasn't necessarily been my thing. It's been me building somebody else's business or running Mm -hmm. somebody else's business. And it's like, okay, this is great. I can do this. This is easy. But what do I want for myself? You know? Yeah. So that's harder to figure out sometimes though. 
Like, you know, you figure out what the limited belief is, but you really don't realize how deep it runs in yeah. the process to unearth it, to, you know, to kind of filter through it. Okay, like, what does that mean for me? Like, what does that look like for me? What other areas in my life is that showing up? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. To avoid failed expectations. Yeah. And stuff. No, and I think that that's, the, that's really the root of it. I mean, it's... It's the job that you wanted you didn't get. It's the times you overlooked for a position you thought you were perfect for. You know what I mean? It's those constant like things that don't work out the way that you want them to work out. And so then you find a way, like a mechanism to keep you from feeling rejected or or depressed right. about it or sad. So you figure out a way to get in front of it. So I'm going to change the way I, my narrative of what I'm saying about this saying I don't feel this way so that I don't feel bad when it doesn't happen the way that I want it right. to happen. Right. Instead yeah. of, you know, yeah. persevering and saying, well, it did happen this time, but yeah. it's going to happen for me next time. Next time. Right. Right. Sometimes oh, that's good. Your thought is it's easier not to hope. Yeah. For something. That's basically what it is. And, you know, be disappointed. And the reality of it is, is eventually you're going to come to the crossroad where you're going to be disappointed because you're yeah. Right. Well, and then what really is really is terrible. I know I'm laughing. I think sometimes I laugh when it's really bad. Anyways, I know I'm laughing. But what's really terrible is when you feel like you get to the point where you have gotten yourself to the point where you're like, I don't hope really hope for much. You know what I mean? Right. So then when it's like something really small you hope for and somebody disappoints you, you're like, are you serious? Like (laughs) basic things I'm asking for at this point. Right. You know, I just ask for you to bring home bread one time. They forget the toilet paper, you lose your mind. Like, you'll never remember anything. You know what I mean? It's just like crazy. So, yeah, yeah, I just think that's really funny. But I know, and I'm glad that um, the listener asked us to dive into that more because it's really cool to see, to hear other people, hear your siblings talk about their perspective, how they felt. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, anytime any of the listeners have any feedback or you want to hear more on something, please ask. Cause we want to dive into that. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. Provide you in on our, stuff. yeah. So I'm going to do the quote of the week. Okay. Before we wrap this thing girl. up, girl. Okay. Do so I found, I found a really good quote at the beginning of the week and I think it's perfect for today. And it says strive for progress, not for perfection. Mm, mm. So say it again. That's dope. Yes. Strive for progress, not for perfection. So Amanda, to your point, when you were first saying your yeses to every opportunity that you got, the very first opportunity you got, you were like worried about how it was all going to go and you were doubting yourself. You had all these insecurities. You're striving to do better today than you did yesterday, not to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is you're trying for the first time or doing this year for the first time, just strive for a little bit better the next day or more steps. Rather and I am listening to the automatic, not automatic habit. Why do I keep saying automatic? The atomic atomic habit. habit. <laughs> it's not with the automatic sorry. habit. I just Sean's I not to change the name of this guy's book to make it be what I want it to be. I'm so sorry. It's the atomic, atomic habit. habit. <laughs> and I was listening to the I was listening to it this morning. And one of the things he was saying was just um, I'm doing it on tape so I can like be, I can multitask, but um on tape is that the one that you have to like rewind when you with your finger in this the is of i just want y'all to hear this this is what i have to deal with every time 
every time I say something. Everybody knows those old cassette tapes where you had to like rewind the thing back. They in act like they don't know what I'm talking about, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, I'm Most listening to it on my iPhone <laughs> or my Alexa at my yeah. house. With yeah. <laughs> I have an Alexa that reads books to me. Um, just a one percent change or increase in Mm. in a habit or something is is a start and we have a good friend that also said that to us we were having a conversation he said he mentioned that to us as well about the progression of this new venture that we have but a one percent increase so no it doesn't have to be a dramatic change if you're doing more on friday than you were doing on monday you you're doing good so no, you haven't met your entire goal, but if you're doing a little bit at a time, you're seeing some progression. Don't quit because you have to put the work in to see the change that you want to see. So even a 1% of that change, you know, is, is better than nothing at all. So that's just a, a little something to add to that wonderful quote. I like it, um, I like it yeah. a lot. Piggyback mm-hmm. that is um, Q and I were talking the other day and he would, there's this guy that he's following and um, I can't even tell you what his name is, but I'll get you guys next time. But um, (laughs) talking about consistency Mm -hmm, and how um, we can do some grand gesture, right? Like I could go right now and go to the gym and lift weights, like go hard for three hours and if I never, I can do that, go hard for three hours in the gym and it is not going to make a difference in my life unless, but I could go and, but I could go to the gym for 15 minutes, for five minutes every single day for the next year. And it would make a huge impact in my life. And yep. so it is not necessarily the big gestures, the big changes, the big the big go at it. It's, it's the small, consistent thing that you do every day. So it's like, you know, <clears throat> the one thing I'm working on is getting up five minutes. So now I'm like, I need to reduce down my goals in the sense of how I execute them. Like the dream is still there, but mm-hmm. realistic, you know, get realistic about what, what your, keep your dream, what it is, get realistic about the goal that you're trying to achieve and focus mm-hmm. on the consistency of it. You know, even if you're trying to lose weight, you know, and you're trying to stick to a diet, you know, and you mess up the diet, just keep going, you know. Right. Don't, don't just be like, well, I messed it up. Well, I guess it's all right. right. No can, more diet for me. I'll always be fat, you know. <laughs> you, I, can't. I don't believe in diets, by the way, just saying. <laughs> I mean, when I say diets, I don't mean like, um, like, that. No, I, like I mean, personally, that's I, a personal I mean, like, thing. Yeah, um, but that's I good. don't believe in no diets. No, showing up to the table. Yeah, showing up to the thing that keeps the yes, food. yes. Consistently keep continue to show up to it. Absolutely, um, you'll get progress. It doesn't feel like progress at first, but right, right. The consistency over time will. Produce, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, will produce the progress. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I girls. This has been fun. That's episode seven, guys. That's a wrap. Episode seven. And Sean, where can the listeners listen? Well, thanks for asking, Michelle. (laughs) Let's see. 
I feel like every week you've been doing this, so now I, feel I know like I've been I've got pretty good at that thing. Yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all about our email. So if you want to, <laughs> you can email us at the sisters chat pod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at the sisters chat pod, mm-hmm. and you can see our quote of the week. You can see little cute posts and reels about upcoming episodes and but um that's yeah it, ladies. thank you guys for hanging out with us thank you for listening